Good morning. I'm Scott Guestford, your your Oakland A's GM, and I'm with Paul. I guess I can't say good morning to you, right? Because it's not morning for you. No, it's uh, good evening from me, Scott. Uh, good to be here. And you're you're across the pond, as we say, right? Uh, yes, I yes I'm a uh, as I think you used to call us limeys. So uh, yes, I'm English, <laughs> um, and that that comes from. Apparently, everybody used to get uh, scurvy on the way over on the boat, and they used to cheat them with lime to stop that. Yeah. Apparently, that's, that was the case. So, yeah, um, yeah, over the pond in in the UK on the northwest on the northwest coast of England. Northwest coast. So, I'm going to be talking with Jason later from Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Reds. Yes. yes. Where are you guys at in relation to each other? Um, he's on the west coast as well, but he's a, he's a lot more south. I'm just I'm 40 miles from the border of Scotland. If anybody knows Scotland, uh, Jason's down, I think he's Bristol way. Um, so he's around just on the border of Wales. Um, so um, in the bottom, in the south west part of, of England there. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's a good drive. Yeah, it's a good drive. Good. So uh, let's talk about last year for you in 2022. When did you when did you come into the league? I forget. Was it 21? Yeah. Um, Actually, I think it was 20, halfway through. It was, it was the back end of 20. Um, so 2021, again, I, I think I'm a bit like yourself. We're not, not expected to a sort of impact on the top three, as in the Angels, the Mariners and the, the Astros. Um, but I did look back at previous records and I've actually um, exceeded my, um, the, the, you know, the season record ex predictions. So even though I've sort of, I think, 19, the Rangers won 90 games, then it was 76, and then it was 71. Um, we've actually still done better than what the game thought, to be honest, but what the game thinks is, and what we think is two different things, really. But right. um, it was expected. I think we said at the start of last season it was going to be a fight between fourth and uh, for fourth and fifth between ourselves, um, and that come true. Um expectations weren't high it was just really trying to get the team get the team into sort of a a state that i would like it and going going forward with that with the plan so it's still it's still work in progress to be honest yeah so where do you see yourself this year in, in 2023 i know you and i are going to be fighting for fourth and fifth again. yeah well it's it's sort of like i think um where i see myself is how much the the Auckland A's improve, to be honest, because if they get better, I'll be fifth. If if they don't, I'm, I'm fourth. <laughs> that's really, that's really it. Um, well, I hope um, I hope you're fifth from my point of view, but yeah, you know, I yeah. understand. <laughs> but um, it's sort of I'll still play spoiler in the division. You know, I, I like to see that suddenly we end up taking a game or two from the, from the top three, so to speak, and that might upset their plans. Um, I always like to play underdog. Um, so, yeah, and with the with the new scheduling, we might we won't be facing each other, you know, our division as much as we normally do. Yeah, of course, yes. So it's it's going to be a bit more balanced. So um, yeah, it's just everybody's the same with that schedule. It's there's no real um, positives or negatives to be honest. It's, it's sort of like everybody's got the same. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's your player who's in front of you and you plan for who's in front of you and then just really see see what happens on the day. Yeah, so how's your, how's your I guess I'll call it a rebuild going? It, it's going to be slow because um, 
I I am gonna I am gonna rebuild through the draft. Um, and there will be there will be times where I'll uh, where I'll trade. Um, but I I always seem to like to play the the daily sim as a slow burner. Um, so if it takes me five years, it takes me five years. Um, I'm in for the long haul kind of thing. So um, it's a case of drafting, seeing seeing what's coming through, um, deciding if I'm going to renew contracts of the older players. Um, and that could just well be that I get younger over time because basically I get rid of the players that I don't want over, say, 30 or 31, for argument's sake. So there's a few guys this year that are, that are coming to the end of the contracts and I won't be renewing, but I have plans in place for who's coming in. Um, I'm sort of thinking Skull in right field, um, Atkins in left field, um, people like that. They they won't be sort of renewed unless I need to. But at the, at the moment, the plan is that they will not be renewed. So would you plan on uh, maybe trading them at the deadline to try to get some more prospects in or just let the contract run out? I'll, I'll, I'll look to trade them at the deadline. Um, obviously, the value is down, so the prospect... Uh, return isn't as good, and um, because you, you've you've sort of lost that value on the player, but it's it's if I get somebody in who can help, and I've I've got a chance of they could become a an average ball player at the at the major league um, level. Then yes, if if it can help, it'll help. I've I've had talks with people about Marino, um, who's on the block and his ex, his contract's expiring, um, but. Really, I didn't see the return coming back. So I, and it could well be that I'll, I'll offer him an extension. He's, he's still, he's, he's a bit younger than the other two um, outfielders I mentioned. Um, so I think he's only 27. So I yeah. could get him a four-year contract and get him to age 31, 32, et cetera, and still get the best out of him. Um, yeah, and, and that would fit with your rebuild time yes. frame. Yes, it would. So it'd be on the back end of that. So, yeah, um, it's just really see what happens. I mean, people have needs at the time. Um, there'll be teams that are going for it, teams that aren't. Um, and we just fit into the ones that aren't, um, unless there's something amazing happens in the game. Um, and then, yeah, it's just a case of see if I can get any value for the for the players that the contracts are expiring. Cool. So let's look at, let's look at your pitching staff. Your, let's, let's we'll start off with your starting rotation, then we'll move into your bullpen. I, I, as I look at the game right now, you have six people in your starting rotation. Yeah. Is that normal for you? Is that your plan? Not, not typically. Um, the we're saying that the Japanese league that I play in, the, it is a six-man rotation because that's how they do it. Um, but um, in this one, I just found that there was too many. I had too many pitchers to be up there at the time, so I just decided to go with six men. I. We weren't going to be competing. Um, it was a case of, yeah, let's get them in and then um, see see how they go, so to speak. Um, so as it stands at the moment, those those six are still there. Um, but with the addition of Chapman, who I picked up on the waivers, I have picked up a couple of people on the waivers over the off-season that I think could help. Um, and Chapman's one of those. Um, and he'll sort of fight with Jackson and Court for... One of the spots. I need a lefty in there at the moment. I'm I'm still sitting with them um, and Gavio, um, but the rest of them, uh, Caprillion, uh, with Wagner and Collins are in, and then it's 
Gabby Orr, and then it's either then it's two of the Jackson Court and Chapman, um, and that could come down to Court being getting the spot at least one because I think he's out of options. So if I want to keep him, um, I have to make a decision if I don't either trade or obviously a DFA is just he goes. So yeah, so yeah. the the rotation really isn't changing that much in prospects wise for the rotation. The the more towards double A starting to come into the triple A, so they are still a season or two away. So I can, yeah, it's pretty settled to be honest. That okay. And what about your bullpen? As I look at it, you have a, a couple of stoppers, but you don't have a trip uh, closer. I mean, how yeah. do you normally set that up? Yeah, I I, I went to the stopper um, philosophy a couple of years ago in another league, um, and it worked quite well for me. Um, I had a strong bullpen, obviously, as well. Um, but I like to have sort of three stoppers in there who can take the game from the seventh onwards. Um, that's yeah, obviously that's if we're winning. Um, so we've got the likes of Birdie, who I believe is, to be honest, in, on my sort of projections, he's the best player on the on the on the staff, and the and the in the main and the major league roster, to be honest as well. Um, I think the really the givens are Birdie, Wiley, Higginbottom, uh, Leonard, and Lee, um, and then I've. I've got a number of I've got I've got eight listed here of really eight players who could fit in there. Um, I picked another two up off the DFA, uh, Gallio and Raymond. Uh, Raymond was just coming off a, a bad injury, I think. Um, and I picked up a guy in Rule Five called Bosquet, who's listed as a first baseman, but he's actually he can be a reliever as well. So I'm going to sort of tinker with a part-time two-way player, so to speak. Mm. Um, he's he will be back up at first base, um, and he's an option as well. Um, and I would say he's, he's going to have to be on the on the major league roster anyway. So I think he'll take one of the places. And like I said, I've got O'Neill, Austin Hill, uh, Takio, uh, Tankio, uh, sort of they're the ones who will, will fight for the rest of the spots. But we'll see what goes on in spring training. To be honest. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see about having a two way relief pitcher. Yeah, it's something I haven't done, um, and I'll just have to wait and see how it goes. Like I said, I think he'll must he'll platoon with Rodriguez, um, and most probably go against lefties. Um, so that'll sort of narrow his or lower his at bats, so to speak. Um, and then yeah, and then the rest of the time he can be in the bullpen, and we'll just see how it goes. To be honest, like I said, it's an unknown to me as well. So um, we we'll just have to see how it. See how it plays out. Well, and I'm sure a lot of eyes will be watching that because uh, there may be some of that going on down the road. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, how would you see your your 2023 lineup as of right now? I know it's early. I know it's preseason. Yeah, I, I have. Again, it's it's pretty settled to what you're seeing in front of you now. Um, if I go around, it's Real Muto at catcher. Um. There's a bit of a question about Portnoy being the backup. Um, I've got Mac Watton at AAA, who is, stats-wise, he's good. Uh, defensively, he's good. Um, Portnoy sort of struggled last year. So I think there's going to be a, a bit of a spring training battle there to see who who gets that spot as the second one. Um, first base will be Rodriguez and uh, Bosquet, as we mentioned. 
Um, Marino at second. Uh, we picked up the guy Gray from I think it was Cincinnati or was it Pittsburgh? So it's a free agent. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, I'll have a look myself. Um, yeah, he was in Double A or Triple A last year. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and um, he come from Tampa, was it? Durham. Durham. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tampa. Yeah. So he, um, I picked him up really. He's very. He's an upgrade on the uh, defensively, um, and. He's, he's got the tools I like where it's contacting, avoiding cares, etc. Um, so he's a bit of a uh, paid a lot, but I did have the money to do that. Um, I think we've got him for three years, and then he hits arbitration. So that's really that was a in my eyes a bit of an upgrade from what we had last year. Um, at shortstop, we've got Murray and Moore. Um, and they'll sort of interact. Murray was picked up. He is there really for leadership. Um, I like to have a lot of leadership on the team. Um, and I picked him up, I think it was last at the start of last year. And um, he, he can platoon with Moore. And Moore can move about the, the infield as well. Um, the outfield is Atkins. Uh, Rivera and McKenzie will platoon at centre field. Atkins will be at left field and then score at right field. But we've also got this guy called Kern, who's... He's a second baseman, but he can actually play a bit of outfield as well. So I like to have a bit of flexibility in my in my lineups position wise. Um, so again, there hasn't been much change, um, be, really because that's that's what I want to go with at the moment. I'm not I'm not looking to spend big big big. Um, I did have a look at Seager, the second baseman who ended up in Seattle. I was sort of tempted with that. Thinking if Marino goes, um, but yeah, I I decided not to in the end. So uh, I was gonna, you kind of touched on it as you went through. I was gonna ask you how you do your like your lineup construction, stuff like that. I mean, obviously, like speed at the top, somebody can get on yeah. base. Yeah, and then it, yeah, and it's more like the old traditional left, right, left, right, left, right. If I can get that, um, so it's sort of. Um, and I will platoon a bit as well. Um, centre fields, more or less, yeah, really going to be a big platoon. Um, I seem to remember Rivera is quite good at hitting righties and, uh, sorry, lefties and McKenzie vice versa. So that's going to be a straight. And defensively, they're quite good stats-wise, uh, sorry, ratings-wise, quite good outfielders as well. So I like to be strong up the middle. Um, so that's sort of Marino... Murray, Moore, Rivera, McKenzie, Ray Muto behind. It's sort of that spine. It's that, you know, tried and tested philosophy of just being strong up the middle uh, defensively. And, it's you know, that sort of helps as well. Yeah. You've already mentioned a couple of your minor leaguers. Is, is there anybody else you can see? Uh, Riley Green looks like he's still a year yeah, and a half I'm, away. I'm, yeah, the, the the plan for Green is basically he'll be at Triple A this year. Um, he, he'll come up. He's had a he's had a, another strong winter league, um, and he will come in for Atkins when he goes, either via trade, he, he, so he could be up earlier, or um, basically at the end of, he'll he'll start twenty twenty four at the major league level. 
Um, got a guy called Jesse Porter, who's a little a couple of years behind him, who's another outfielder. Really like the look of him. Um, and to really the other bat I'm looking at um, is a guy called Jamie Blackburn at shortstop. Um, he's very, very good defensively. And his bat's starting to come round. He's had a better winter league this year than he did last year. Um, he's only 20, I think. So he's, like I said, he's a couple of years off. Um, pitching wise, there's three guys really stand out. Two starting pitchers. There's a guy called Jack Miller, who I guess I come in, I think he was traded to the Rangers um, before the other guy left. Um, and he, and there's a guy called JJ Shockley, who's currently at the Winter League. I don't think Miller wanted to go to the Winter League. Um, and then there's a reliever called Austin Becker, who again is is at the Winter League at the moment and he's looking quite handy. Um, he'll come to spring training and see what happens. He, he could well be in the mix for the bullpen. It just depends how spring training pans out, really. Good. So you're you're still a couple years away, you think, before yeah. your rebuild's complete. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's really a case of the draft. These, these guys will come through um, and I'll still be drafting. Um, I'm surmising, I'm guessing relatively high um, if we're still sitting behind the top three, so to speak. So, um, yeah. Not high draft picks. It's not a tank or anything like that. It's more of a, it is a rebuild. Um, right. And we're trying so to be then, then what's, what's your philosophy on, on drafting? Do you draft the best player available or do you try to draft, you know, looking down I, the road? Typically, I'll go for the best player available. Um, but if there's a bit of a – if it's between a pitcher and a batter, I'll, I'll, I'll usually go with, with an arm because you can't have enough arms to be honest. Um, and the way I've built me other teams, it's always been pitching heavy. Mm-hmm. As in, that's the big strength. I appreciate I'm in Texas, so it's a bit of a launch pad, different to uh, the other teams that I've built in other leagues. Um, so, and I like the ground ball. I like the ball on the ground, especially especially in Texas as well. <laughs> it's going to fly. Yeah, so, well, uh, I don't I stay, blame you there. <laughs> yeah, I stay away from the fly ball pitchers. Um try and stick to the ground ball pitches as much as I can. Um, and then when it comes to the bullpen, obviously it's a case of, you know, go for the strikeouts. You know, it's, I think that's, again, that's tried and tested, tested method for everyone. But um, yeah, it's built through the draft, consolidate through the draft as we, as we start to get stronger as well. And it could well be at the back end of it, there's, there's players get traded. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. It's just really, see how the prospects come out because at the moment there's still prospects nothing's guaranteed with a prospect right. so you, you can have the best prospect you know you can have the best farm system in the world but if they don't come through and produce at the major league level then it's been a waste of time to be honest yeah okay so now as i as i look at your financial situation it says that you have 36 million dollars available to spend yeah. for this this year What's yeah, well, your philosophy have... on that? Will you go like buy a big agent and then maybe try to sell them off at the deadline, or do you put more in development and scouting? I'll I'll put more into development and scouting, and um, I'll I'll ask if you don't mention that figure too much because the wife's listening and if she thinks that she can actually go and spend sixty-two million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um... I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um. To be honest, um, the roster's full, so people would have to move to 
to be, um, you know, if I wanted to bring somebody in like that, I would have to move someone out as well. Um, that isn't saying I won't do it, but I'll, I'll just keep my eye on it. I've got the flexibility to do that if I want to. Um, I've got, there's a decent size of money as well for free, um, for extensions. Mm -hmm. But to be honest, there's there's not, apart from Marino, there's there's no real plans for anybody else to, to be renewed, to be honest. Um, so financially, I think next year we're actually only, we've only got seventy six million on the on the tab at the moment, um, and that'll be down from one hundred and sixteen. But signing Marino will obviously increase that. Um, so financially, it's I'm not hoarding it, but I'm not going to spend it just for spending sake, so to speak. Um, if something comes along, something comes along. If something if somebody offers. I've seen in this league, and I haven't seen it as much in others, that people will offer a a a high vote, uh, a high salary player, but then offer a prospect on the back of that. So that that gives me scope to do that if I can with that money to be in there. So it's it's flexible. I'll put it away for a rainy day at the moment. There you go. That that is very popular in this league. You you sign somebody long term, and as they get to the end of it, yeah. You sell them off with a prospect and get rid of that contract. Yeah, and if I've got the facility to do that at the time and we're in a position to do that, then, yeah, I'm all ears. Um, we'll just have to, play, like I said, play by ear. Cool. All right, so how how do you see 2023 playing out for the Rangers? Um, About the same as last year. Um, It's going to be, yeah, the, the pitching, mm, I thought it would be better. From what I see as ratings, I thought they would have done better. So maybe it was just an off-season. Um, the bullpen was as good as I thought it was going to be. Um, some people didn't really um, play very well with the bat, um, which I hope is going to be, a, um, you know, it was a down year and there's going to be a comeback year this year. Um, again, it's, it's down to me and you who gets fourth and fifth. Well, I hope it's just you. Well, if it's if it's me, I get a higher draft pick. There you go. <laughs> you got to look at it from a positive point of view, right? <laughs> I'm sitting in there with a like half the payroll that you guys get. Yeah, all the other teams, yeah. you know. But but that's okay. I it's a good challenge. It is for both of us. It's you know. um it's a different challenge. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at the um. Victor for for this year. Ah, I can't find it now. Uh, let's see. Preseason predictions. It says Houston and Seattle are going to both end up with 97 wins. Yeah. Uh, the Angels are only going to have 78 wins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would have 74 and you would have 73. Well, that's all right then. Yeah, well, that, that plan will work out then, won't it? It's, um, I'm just looking now at who's below 73 wins to see where I'll draft. <laughs> <laughs> That's, well, yeah. one, two, three. Yeah, about five, four or five, I think. Yeah, you'd be yeah. the fourth record in the AF, uh, American League. Yeah. I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't look over at the NL. Oh, wait, I could do that, can't I? Uh, yeah, just the Cubs. So, just yeah, Cubs. fourth or fifth. But uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't see the I don't see the Angels falling all the way down to seventy eight. 
I, I can't see the Astros and the Mariners being 19 games better than the Angels. And yeah. they, they're, they're only five games better than me. I can't see that happening. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, my hope is for me to get like close to even. Yeah. Here and make another jump next year. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's what I'll be I'll be looking at this year and then I'll be going again. I'll sort of be thinking, right, yeah, let's get back to even and then sort of progress from there. Um so it was I'm just looking now actually. Twenty twenty I was it, the, the Rangers were ninety two and seventy. And mm-hmm. they they made the playoffs and they were third, so that was obviously the second wild card. Um twenty twenty one, seventy five wins, but it was predicted to have seventy wins. And I was predicted to have 64 last year, and I got 71. So, um, yeah, as much as that is, I mean, the same 73 this year, which is uh, um, which is nine games better than last year. So, um, on the prediction wise, anyway. But um, we'll see. Um, like I said, it's just really see how it goes at the start of the season, and then react to anything after that. I sort of may in my mind where I start thinking, yes, okay, we need to start either moving people or bringing people in kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, it's just a case of wait and see, to be honest. Yeah, and sometimes in a daily league, it's hard to be patient, isn't it? It is, and like I said, in the, the one of the other daily leagues I play in, um, I actually won it after six years. So I started in 15 and I won it in 21. Um, so that was a nice feeling because I'd, the rotation was like four of the five were I drafted, and mm-hmm. it was just that nice kind of feeling. I know it's, I know it's only names and a database, but it was a nice feeling to see those yeah. players playing in the World Series, and you get an attachment, don't you? Even though it's just a, it's a game, as my wife says. <laughs> right. Well, a a couple of the guys have got gone out and bought jerseys. All right. Really. All right. Yeah. Okay. I uh, um, I think I think uh, Jim from Detroit did that, and he wore it on one of our, you know, Zoom podcasts or something. It was. I actually, it was. I mentioned there before that um, I run the the a league on the based on the on the Japanese leagues, um, and I have a thing that I buy them a mug, a, a tea mug. So um, I get the emblem, uh, the the logo set on the front, um, and then the record on the back. So. Um, huh. I think last year it was the the Giants in the um, Yohimi Giants won it. So the guy um, basically got a mug uh, to drink his coffee out of or his tea or whatever he wanted. So that's it was a nice it's a nice thing to do, and it's just like the remembering yeah. as well. So, but yeah, the the jerseys is a nice idea as well. Yeah, it's nice to be able to have a remembrance, especially when you when you do well. Yes, definitely. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's uh, sometimes it's few and far between. <laughs> yeah. So as we get ready to close here, I've given the other guys a chance to uh, introduce yourself to the league. You know, tell them who you are, where you're from, what you do for a living. You know, what you might be looking for. I mean, people may watch us towards the trade deadline too. And yeah, right. So um, yeah, if if you don't know me, I'm I'm Paul. I live in England, as as we said before. I am uh, 52. So uh, I'm getting on a bit. Started watching baseball back in 2001. Um, I'm a Boston Red Sox fan. So I, I sort of timed that pretty good for seeing all the World Series. Um, 
been across quite a few times to America to see games. Um, been to 19 ballparks. I'm sure I've mentioned that before. Um, and I'm a control systems engineer stroke manager. So I um, I work at a, a local plant, um, which is basically, yeah, it's, it's a nuclear facility. Um, and we look after the, the computer systems that run the plants, so the processes, et cetera. So it's quite a high-tech, high-pressure job, um, so to speak. Um, so I do that. I've done that for 32 years. Um, so I'm now looking towards retirement. <laughs> yes. So in, yeah. in, in leagues like MLB Pro, give you some relief. Yes. I mean, I could, yeah, I mean, I get up in the morning and I basically download the league then to see what's going on. Um, and then I'll come home in the evening and get my, I can think about it all day, as well as the other leagues, I mean, and then come home and sort of put me instructions in an export kind of thing. So that's a quite good, that's a good thing. And plus I've got Slack on my phone. So um, usually about 11 o'clock in the morning over here, Slack starts to chirp up because everybody's starting to, to wake up over there. And uh, yeah, so that, that sort of keeps me sane sometimes during the day. But yeah, um, right. so yeah. Trade block will be is up, um, and it, it it could well be added to sooner rather than later. But I'm always out for, you know, talking to people if they need to. Do you put you put your trade block up on Slack or? I think it was I I had it, there's two methods, isn't there? There's the Google, there's the Google Sheets, um, option, um, and then I reflect that on Stats Plus, and then it pops it through. You know, as you go through to Discord or it goes through to Slack, one or the other. But um, I think it goes through to yeah, it goes through to Discord. Um, when you use Stats Plus, if you if you add people, it basically um, it prompts it up. It's one one or the other. But um, yeah, I keep those updated. Okay, cool. Well, for me, it was nice getting to put a a face to the name. Yes. And- yes. It, it's too bad we're in the same division. It's hard to trade within your same division because you don't want to play the other player yeah, you traded that many times. I used, I used to watch American football, and they always used to say, you don't trade in your own division. And uh, I've, I've took that on to baseball. I, I don't, I'm afraid. Oh, it's very rare. Yeah. yeah. I understand that. So, yeah, great talking to you. And uh, I'm going to stop the recording. If you want to stay on and chat for a minute, we can do that. Great. Thanks. All right. Thanks uh, where is my record button? Oh, there it is.